Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Friday. I'm Carol Master, live from Mass Robotics in Boston. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, the business of fantasy sports. With us is the CEO of DraftKings. We'll bring him in in just a moment. First up, though, back to uh, your top business stories on this Friday and a look at those closing numbers on Wall Street. Once again, Charlie Pellet. All right. Thank you very much, Carol Master. The Dow and S&P lower, NASDAQ higher. Stocks fell. S&P 500 index posting its first back-to-back decline in one month as April consumer prices and retail sales reports reinforced expectations for tepid economic growth, while J.C. Penny and Nordstrom became the latest retailers to miss estimates. J.C. Penny down 13.9%, and today Nordstrom was down 10.8%. People familiar with the matter say Sprint has started preliminary conversations to merge with T-Mobile U.S., the latest attempt to consolidate in a market closely watched by U.S. regulators. Alex Sherman wrote the story for Bloomberg News. There are massive synergies if these two companies come together. Sprint probably more desperate to get a deal done than T-Mobile just because of T-Mobile's success in recent years of gaining customers. Sprint really has not invested a lot in their wireless network in recent years, perhaps hoping that a deal will get done. Sprint shares up today by 1%. T-Mobile U.S. down four-tenths of 1%. The U.S. reached agreement with China to promote market access for American natural gas, financial services, and beef that Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross says is part of a broader effort to begin reshaping the trade relationship between the world's two largest economies. Gold up 3.90 the ounce, gaining three-tenths of 1%. Crude oil up 10 cents uh, to 47.89. That is a gain of one-tenth of 1%. The 10-year up 18.30 seconds yield, 2.32%. And again, recapping S&P down three, a drop of two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up one-tenth of 1%. The Dow down one-tenth of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio, and this is Bloomberg. Well, I'm a king, babe. Last year, DraftKings and FanDuel announcing plans to merge. Just last month, DraftKings celebrating its fifth anniversary. Let's get an update on the business of fantasy sports and the merger with FanDuel. With us right now on site at uh, Mass Robotics in Boston is Jason Robbins. He's the CEO at DraftKings. Welcome back to Bloomberg Radio. Thank you for having me. How's business going? Everything's great. We had a great NFL season. Baseball just started and uh, had a really nice Masters and very excited about the future. How about users and subscriber base? How mu- how fast is it growing? Uh, we're growing at a, about a, you know, a pretty good rate. I think uh, we don't disclose numbers, so generally I shouldn't probably speak about that, but it's um, m- much faster, I think, than we were expecting. We were expecting to grow in kind of the low double digits, and it's significantly higher than that. Why do you think it's higher? You know, I think that as we've kind of entered into uh, a period after a lot of the negative press and other things that we experienced a year and a half ago and people are just starting to get back to enjoying the game, um, you know, we're starting to see the growth occur again. Oh, that- 
regulation stuff. I know. So, you know, it was a little bit of a, I think, a tough period. And uh, I think it kind of lost a lot of the great things that we're doing to engage sports fans. And I think people are back focusing more on the product and how it's making their sports experience better. And as a result, we're seeing activity pick up and new customers pick up. All right. But i got to ask you about the regulatory environment because it is a big story. But this is a big month. You've got a lot of states wrapping up their legislative sessions, uh, you know, doing some voting in terms of bills uh, on on legalized um, online gambling, if you will, and fantasy sports gambling uh, in their states. Uh, you've, you've had some wins. What do you see as the trend? Well, generally speaking, uh, it's been incredibly positive. Yeah. Uh, it really started, I think, last year with eight new states passing laws that clearly define fantasy sports, a skill game, and provided consumer protections. Um, this year, we've had a few more. Uh, and as you mentioned, there's several right now that are in the midst of their legislative sessions, and there's a lot of activity around fantasy sports. Consumer protections, it's important. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the lifeblood, I think, of our industry is for people to feel safe, for people to feel like the games are fun, fair, all of those things. And, you know, I used to think that it was enough for us to assure our customers we're doing it. But um, I realized that there's a tremendous amount of value, not just for us, but for everybody who's running fantasy sports contests to be able to say that there's regulations and that by law they're required to do it the right way. Right. It's always good to do the right thing. Always good. <laughs> no, but I, I think about with your business that if – if there are more troubles, that's only going to bring more headlines, and it's only going to provide more pushback against kind of the consumer community and the regulatory community. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's really a tremendous amount of the value of regulations, that now there's actual statute that's, uh, you know, I think causing regulatory bodies to verify that we are doing the things we're saying we're doing. So I think it takes a lot of the questions that were on people's minds and puts them at ease. We're talking with Jason Robbins, co-founder, chief executive officer of DraftKings. How's the merger going? You know, that's going very well. Uh, we're in the midst of integration planning. and Taking um, longer than you thought to complete? No, actually, I think, it, you know, our expectation was it would probably take longer than I think it will end up taking to get to a resolution. Um, so, you know, we always thought this was going to be a lengthy process. I think initially we were thinking it could potentially stretch well into the second half of the year, and now I'm hopeful that we'll we'll get to some kind of resolution before that. But I think it of this year, yeah, yeah. But I think by that, June, um, you know, ideally. But you have to you have to kind of play things out and see. But initially, we thought it could take much longer, and um, I think it's you know at worst kind of on schedule, maybe even a little bit ahead of the schedule we thought it would be. Any on. hiccups along in the process? So far, integration planning has been going great. Um, you know, we've had a I think a almost surprisingly positive reception from two teams coming together. And can everybody's be hard, excited. Right? It can oh, be yeah. hard. Well, it can, but I think what was nice is that both companies had a very similar culture. We were both startups. We were both in the fantasy sports space. And turns out we're a lot more alike than different. So is it going to be Draft Fan? Is it going to be <laughs> King's Duel? Is it going to be what's the, what's the name of the company going to be? Uh, well, we're still in the process of figuring that out. Come so. on, you could share it with us. I know. I'm just going <laughs> to. If I knew, I would tell you, but I don't yet. We're still in the process of figuring that out. That's been something that you know we've been taking our time on. What about the antitrust review in terms of what you've been hearing from regulators on that front? You know, right now we're engaged with them, and it's been a, a great process. I think um, you know, with everybody communicating very openly and. Uh, you know, what we've been trying to do is we've done really for the last couple of years with regulators, just be transparent, um, you know, share our thinking around why this is going to be really great for consumers. And 
I think that the merits of it will stand on its own. Um, and what we're trying to do is just engage them in the process in the best way that we can and, and make sure that, um, you know, it's not easy trying to get up to speed and understand a business. And as much as it's been my world for the, the last several years, it's not for most people. So, you know, there's an education process, and I think that's been very productive. It has been your world for a while. Um, will it continue to be your world? You're going to stay at the company, run the company? Me? Yes. <laughs> that that any, is the plan. Any changes that we should know about? No. Um, just got about 30 seconds left here. What can uh, kind of consumers, users, sports fans look forward to? Well, I think, uh, you know, right, of course, now our focus is on getting the merger done and getting ready for NFL season. Um, but I'm hopeful if we can get that complete, there's a lot we're going to be able to do uh, with our combined teams. For one, we're going to add features faster. We're going to increase the social features, that are tic- particularly on the product, but also just across the board. Uh, we would like to make a bigger play into content. We're going to expand internationally faster. And then there's a few other new products that I can't talk about yet, but we'll You're have no some. Fine. Ex- I know, I know. <laughs> but we'll have some exciting announcements in the coming year. You are fun. Jason Robbins, co-founder, chief executive officer at DraftKings. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is time for a check on the latest world of national news headlines. Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom. And you know what, Jason, we're going to hear more on Bloomberg TV with uh, Mr. Robbins. That's coming up a little bit later on. Well, thanks, Carol. I want to start with this hack attack spreading around the world because security experts are now calling it unprecedented. Extortionist hackers appear to be exploiting a Microsoft flaw that was revealed in stolen NSA documents to lock up computers in nearly a 100 countries. This has forced hospitals in the U.K. to turn away all but emergency cases. Russia's interior ministry now says it's been hit. The ransomware demands $300 in Bitcoin to unlock infected computers. Microsoft says it has patches to fix this, but clearly a lot of people have not installed them. Capitol Hill is set for another week of fact-finding efforts on the firing of FBI Director James Comey, as well as on Russian election meddling. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman reports. Senate leaders asked Deputy Attorney General Ron Rosenstein to brief them on his discussions with President Trump. After Rosenstein accepted the invitation, he got a follow-up to brief the Senate Judiciary Committee on the Russia investigation, along with acting FBI Director Andrew McCabe. And Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee asked the White House to supply copies of documents and emails relating to Comey's firing. And after President Trump tweeted that Comey better hope there are no tapes of our conversations. The request asked for copies of such recordings as well. Does the president actually record conversations? His press secretary wouldn't say. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.